You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day and another week, so it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm speaking to Nick Kunza from Sanam Private Wealth. And I don't understand why the S&P futures are up 1.2% at the moment. Maybe people had a great Independence Day weekend, Nick. What's your take on this matter to start with? Lindsay, good morning. Yes, well... (laughs) A little bit of a head scratch because those of us who were on the markets on Friday, you know, we had quite a quite a soft sort of close. Uh, couldn't yes. read too much into it, as you said, with the US being shut. But but Europe was quite significantly weaker. Um, and in all intents and purposes, as you play catch up, you'd expect to open up this morning and see the US futures a little bit down as we catch up to Europe. But it was not to be. We had a super strong session in, in Asia this morning. Um, in fact, really, at one point, uh, Hong Kong markets up almost three and a half percent. You know, Chinese main market up five percent. Uh, and what's even more staggering, if you <clears throat> if you look at where the lows were back in March to where China is now, it's now twenty two percent above its lows. So if you're a chartist, that is now technically a bull market. Uh, and let's not forget that China was up 7% just last week too. So we're talking about a 12% move in the second biggest economy in the world in six days, Lindsay. So I don't know why. Mm. Um, I'm okay to take it. <laughs> Trade what's in front of us, remember. Of but um, certainly, certainly there's a huge positive momentum at the moment coming into this Monday morning. So what you're saying is you don't understand why the S&P is up one and a quarter percent at 3,169 at the moment. You don't know what's going on. I haven't a clue. There was a little bit Thank of you. positive rhetoric, I guess, coming out of you know, trying to scrap around for ideas. You know, Chinese, uh, the media came out this morning talking about uh, keeping a positive capital markets going and some stuff. But then, you know, Lindsay, you've got to weigh that up on the one side with what's happening in the U.S. with uh, the, the largest daily inc- uh, increase of COVID um, infections in the world yesterday. And the news this morning, you know, Australia saying that they're going to to cut for literally quarantine effectively Melbourne for the first time in a hundred years, and in fact the Aussie market closing down when the, when the other thirteen Asian markets were up. So not without its risks, but yes, uh, I completely have no clue. You completely have no clue. Okay, well let's have a look at the diary this week. What is the diary looking like? Is it one of those sort of Northern Hemisphere quiet weeks, or have we got something to look mm. forward to? I would I would say it's a, it's an it's an average week getting a little bit uh, busier tomorrow. Uh, we had some German industrial numbers out this morning. They were a bit of a bounce, ten percent up, but bearing in mind the forecast was anywhere from fifteen to twenty, so I would take it as a slight miss. But uh, tomorrow things get a little bit busier. We have industrial production numbers out of uh, out of Germany. We have our local uh, consumer confidence index that comes out tomorrow uh, in South Africa. I mean, of course, Wednesday is a bit of a buy, but Thursday, once again, towards the end of the week, it's busier. We have the weekly jobless numbers. We have some big numbers out of China on Thursday. We have the Chinese CPI inflation numbers. Mm. Uh, market looking for 2.5% gain year and year in June. We also have French industrial production numbers and, and our local manufacturing production numbers on Thursday, too. So if you're going to take a day off, take off the Wednesday, there's nothing forecast. But uh, Thursday, start, things start to pick up quite significantly. I'll bear that in mind. Stock exchange news service this morning, not looking particularly interesting, actually. PBT Group trading statement. Don't even know what that company is, but it's up four and a half percent. Otherwise, Nick, there was uh, a. I think there was a trading update from Starnoff, but I mean Starnoff International. Yeah, the share price up nearly fifteen yeah. percent. Yes, exactly. 
I mean, the fact it's a bit of a penny share kind of goes on our radar now. But I mean, I guess if you're a long-term shareholder there, it's a bit, a bit of positive news, I think, on the back of that. I mean, back above a rand anyway. Okay, let's have a look at the spot prices this morning. And we'll start with the currencies because the dollar rand is... Oh, nice and strong. 16.94. British pound against the rand is 21.17. Then the euro rand is 19.14 with the euro dollar. Look at that. Now, that's quite interesting. Uh, pushing 113, which is a half a percent move to the upside for the euro on the downside uh, for the dollar. So that's um, one to watch this week, I think. Uh, Dow Jones on Friday was closed of course so let's not talk about that let's talk about the futures futures up one and a half percent s&p futures up around about one and a quarter percent of at the moment and as you referenced the far east has had a storming session uh, because we've got shanghai up 5.7 percent look at that thing the shanghai market is up 5.7 percent uh tokyo market up 1.8 percent and the Hang Seng 4.2% higher with the Australian index, the all share in Sydney down 0.6. Why is Shanghai up 5.7%? Was it those numbers you spoke about? It was, as I said, the the the, the sort of uh, the Chinese government speaking quite vocally this morning about about their markets in particular, and how they they deemed that a positive market was good for China, etc. But I mean, those numbers 5.7% out of China, the Shanghai Composite also up 5.7%. The blue chip CSR 300, mm. uh, it's having its biggest one-day gain since Feb the 25th back last year, 2019. So, don't know why. Don't know why they're up so much. But uh, you know, clearly, clearly, um, retail investors are diving into this Chinese market, which is now officially, as I said, in a bull market. If you if you can't have more than a 20% up move from its low. The gold price is barely changed. It's up a bit. It's seventeen seventy-seven dollars per ounce. That is uh, the platinum price is uh, in dollar terms up six to eight twenty-one. And the palladium price is what, Nick Kunza? That is down fourteen dollars actually this morning. A bit of a lag. Down point seven seven percent, holding on at nineteen hundred at nineteen ten at the moment. Okay, I'm going to the oilprice.com website now, and I'm going to have a quick look at this. Okay, we've got uh, West Texas Intermediate crude up 0.8 percent, or thirty-five cents uh, per barrel, to forty dollars ninety-seven per barrel. Brent crude oil doing very nicely indeed. Thank you very much. Nearly two percent higher, at forty-three fifty-seven. Uh, so some optimism there. Nick, uh, what are you seeing outside of the um, the numbers I'm going to give you, the, the, the big numbers, the up up five and the down five on the JSE? Mm. Any stocks catching your eye this morning? Well, the big standout for me is is the fact that it's not your usual leaderboard. Um, Nuspers and Process actually in the red today, which is the first time I've seen a market like us up one and a quarter percent on the day mm. and not have your typical heavyweight which accounts for over 20 percent of market uh, of, of the market so that to me is quite a big one and i, and I would yes. have to say re- relatively positive because the, the 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 sort of buying this morning is quite broad based uh banks are stronger obviously of the stronger rand uh the rand hedges even getting a bit too and if i look at something like sassel um up five percent on the day mm. that's with an oil price just a sniff higher and the rand actually firmer so Definitely, I think it feels a little bit healthier this morning, unless some people took the Friday off with Wall Street and are coming back with their buying books today. But um, yeah, the big standout for me is the process NASP was down while the rest of the market is up. Redefine is up 5.4%. Sassel is up 4.8%. Vukile up uh, 4.5%. Investec Limited up 4.3%. So is Investec PLC on the downside. 
Capitec down 3.5% after that statement on Friday, which was so, so interesting. And we'll talk about that later on um, on the 5 o'clock shadow. Uh, PSG down 2.1%. Investec uh, Property Fund down 1.9%. Pan African Resources a 1 and 3 quarters percent loser. And Clix is down 0.9%. Capitec is such an interesting story. I'm speaking to Fraser Pering, uh, a man that you know quite well. I'm speaking to him later on about uh, about Capitec because it's been uh, uh, something he's been targeting for a couple of years now and he's got it completely wrong for the first couple of years. Is he going to be right? This is the question. Yeah, Capitec, Lindsay, one of those shares that really divides the the South African uh, trading fraternity. You know, on the one side, you have those that, uh, you know, called the African bank short, got it right, and their next target was effectively uh, Capitec, which they lumped as, as that sort of a lower LSM group lender. And they got it wrong. You know, you have to say Very that was, wrong. for me, it was a, for me it was a textbook case of, of how to respond to, I guess, an attack by short sellers. I thought the management from Capitec were exemplary. I think their yes. their uh, invest relations were really good, and it was and it was quite not so long after the standoff debacle, which was how not to do it. Um, I thought Capitec came out looking pretty good, uh, but I mean, you know, this current environment. I mean, if you look at a company that. I guess within a South African environment is is right at the ground zero of COVID nineteen and job losses. You've got to think Capitec is one of them, uh, lending to the Pacific target audience that are going to be losing their jobs, unfortunately. Um, but I would have to say holding up reasonably okay, considering. But uh, we can chat later about it, I'm sure. But at the moment, um, it's difficult to, to, to dive in and buy Capitec. You've got to think there's more downside coming on this year. Yeah, 820. What was the high? Something like 1,200, 1,300? I can't even mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but Look, it, it's, it's not even, substantially it's not even higher than as, it is now. Yeah. Yes, and, and, quite, and not as down as much as even the other banks, the mm. traditional banks and so forth, the other big four. Um, so I don't know. You know, as I said, it's one of those shares, I and mean, we don't hold any, so so sort of disclosure there. Mm. But uh, it's one of those shares that really divides divides the fraternity in South Africa on the trading side. I've got the number of four hundred in my mind, but anyway, that's for another time. Please give us the JSC indices after forty six minutes mm. of trading, please, on this first day of a new trading week. Nick Kunza, over to you. Right, first day of the new trading week, and we're off to a good start. Uh, all share above 55,000 now, 55,126, up 1.1% firmer on the all share. Uh, the top 40 is up also 1.09% at 50,726. All the individual indices having a, a fairly decent day, I said, except for utilities down 5%, and industrials are flat, drag low by process and NASPERS. But on the upside, we have energy shares, the likes of Cecil. That index up 2.83%. Basic materials, 2% firmer. Financials having a good day with a stronger end. That index up 1.33%. Nick Kunza, thank you so much for your time this morning. Nick Kunza will be back with me for the 5 o'clock shadow. He is from Sandland Private Wealth, and that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.